Today's show is brought to you by Bombfell. For $25 off your first purchase, visit bombfell.com slash robot. Every day we change the world. But to change the world in a way that means anything. It's slow. It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are going to cover Season 3, Episode 2, titled Episode 3.1 underscore undo.gz this week. Boy, they really make those a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) GZ, if you don't know, is a gzip file, and that is a compressed file. Um, It takes a lot of other files and compresses them down, eliminates unnecessary data to make the file smaller. Why are there so many fucking compression schemes on the internet? Uh, Because everybody thinks they know how to do it better. Like, my personal personal bugaboo is when I get a RAR file Mm. that's split into 20 pieces, and it's a self-compressing, decompressing EXE file. Yeah. They do that because internet connections used to be slow. No, I know why they used to do it. Like, it was a godsend <laughs> why do they for do Usenet. It now, yeah. I don't understand why the hacker culture is embracing this 20-year-old compression technology that no one really... It's like it's single-handedly keeping WinRAR in business. Yeah. GZIP does... I mean, they use GZIP files for a lot of, like, online uh, web kind of compression, too. Mm. I think you can compress, like, your header files or something with GZIP. Yeah, I forget how it all works. It's been a while since I've been a web developer. Yeah, uh, no, I remember it used to be like like in the DOS days, like PK zip and mm-hmm. unzip yeah. and ARJ. Like there was like distinct differences, and uh, nowadays yeah. it's just like why, why, what the hell? Unless you're fucking uh, uh, Silicon Valley, unless you're Pied Piper, and you got the middle out <laughs> right. uh, compression tech. Like why are you? Why are we even trying? Uh huh. Tip to tip. I don't want to get seven zip. I don't want to get G zip. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to G zip and then rar and my ARJ files. It's just, no, just, I just use regular Mac compression, compressed folder which is zip, stuff right? Now. I think so. I don't even know. Like Windows has it built in too. So yeah. Anyway, this was this is not going to be a G zip discussion though. I'm sure it's going to be, be uncompressed, long, uncompressed discussion. Yeah. Right. So we should maybe start talking about what we thought about the episode. Uh, okay, you go first. Okay. Uh, I like this episode a lot. I really, really like the opening. Yeah. Um, it it was fun in a weird way, mm-hmm. um, but also a little bit disturbing. Like, uh, this is not natural Elliot, and it feels like uh, I- I'm a little worried for him, you know, especially later on when we see the effect that it's having on him, this loneliness coming back. Right. Uh, but I-, I love the emoji stuff they were doing. I loved him getting his bosses fired. Uh, references to Trunk Club. All of this was so good. And they have a lot of, like, very small, quick references with, like, the way he gets these bosses fired Mm -hmm. that I thought was kind of neat and of the era, too. Because the first one, I guess, was installing rootkits on all the phones. And, I mean, E-Corp is shaping up to be this massive conglomerate. Right. uh, Where they've got cars and phones and they're banking. E-Corp is all businesses you've ever heard of all smashed together. Yeah, and we kind of know, we knew that from previous seasons, Mm -hmm. but they're really leaning into it now. Um, But, yeah, he's putting rootkits on all the phones, which is very similar to what Sony was doing with their CDs back in the day and their DRM. Putting rootkits on everybody's computers, so when you put your didn't 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 they also do some? I thought there was a physical device like a phone or uh, so, so that that had some of that shit built into it as well. Oh, maybe I'm I'm not sure. Um, 
Uh, yeah. But I know they were they were doing it with their CDs and their copy protection uh-huh. uh, to just rootkit your computer as soon as you put a disc in, right? <laughs> so you couldn't copy it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And then the emissions to stuff keep you for the from second... to, to keep you from breaking copyright law will just hack your computer, yeah, which we'll is break, a federal we'll crime. Break the law, like it's yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and then the second boss got fired because he was covering up. He, he was falsifying emissions data. Um, so that's a Volkswagen whatever. thing. Yeah, Volkswagen yeah. did that back in the day. That came out. Uh, that was only a few years ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, like, Within really the last contemporary with where this show is right. is set in the right. time. Um, I think it might be freaking you out because you're realizing that you're Mr. Robot. You're some hoodie-wearing, yeah. internet-clothes-ordering, soylent-swilling, the, the internet guy. Yeah? Yep. That's true. I've tried... I've tried uh, the online clothing shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been at the forefront of all this I've stuff. I've done that. Soylent, and not, I couldn't handle my my butt. <laughs> I was that hacker from last episode. My butt could not hang with the Soylent. Um, I, I like this episode, too, and for a lot of the same reasons. I thought that intro was really good. I love the uh, real-life emojis mm-hmm. and, and kind of illustrating why that's weird from a guy like Elliot's perspective. Uh-huh. Um, and then it goes from that kind of fun to his crushing loneliness. Uh, there's a lot of like frightening scenes with, with Elliot, with the, the various women in his life, including, um, Krista, his therapist and Darlene, his sister. Uh, and you know, we saw a lot of hacking. We saw white Rose getting to be a badass, smacking down Philip price. Like he desperately needs, uh, one of my yeah. least favorite characters of all of fiction got her head blown off. That's true. Uh, one half of the Wellick f- abomination is in the grave. <laughs> wow. One to go. Uh, and, and government-issued face man survived. Yeah, gift man, he, he lives. The perfect episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think we're getting closer to some answers about Elliot and, you know, why he is the way he is. Yeah, there was a really compelling theory that I want to talk about when the time is right about... Elliot and his father throwing him out the window. Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, that, I, that I saw on Reddit that I, I thought was, because that's one of the big questions I had. Like, Elliot's got all these positive memories of his father, and then he just up, just out of nowhere throws him out of the window. And is that mm-hmm. like, you know, a brain tumor causing him to do that? And right. it never really quite made sense. But some, uh, some new data. Yeah. Some new shit has come to light. Yeah, oh man, we got we we got to do housekeeping, and I, there's so much yeah. to talk about. I'm I'm super. Well, excited. the dog has been shitting all over our house, so we have to keep it. And I took like five Zoloft, so my energy level before I before I talk about this is is lower than it should be. But we got I, we honestly have so much stuff going on next week. This yeah. weekend, Walking Dead comes back. We got the live watch Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We got the full coverage on Tuesday. We got Mister Robot coming back. We got a preview podcast. For Stranger Things, just, it dropped just dropped this morning, yeah. Because next weekend, all of Stranger Things comes out, and we're covering it all, yeah, all before the weekend's done. Back to back to back. The Zoloft ain't doing its job. I'm like, I'm as sky high about this thing coming <laughs> back, uh, and 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 probably other stuff too. Did did we have a, did, we got a movie next week? Suburbicon. Suburbicon's coming. Movies. Did we not just drop the Wolf of Wall Street, the Wolf Among Us episode? The Wolf three, Among yep. Us episode three live playthrough. If you're into that kind of thing, we do that on BaldMove.com. Yep. Uh, so much other stuff that we got going on. The only way to keep track of it is subscribe to our social media accounts or go to baldmove.com. More content than a human being can listen to. I don't know why we're recording anymore. 
We've already yeah. we're, no, no human being alive she, can listen to all the content we produce. We should we should uh, we should go on a vacation sometime. Give people time to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just and and uh, it's it's uh, you, you just don't know what you don't have until you lose it. <laughs> Baldmove.com going dark next week. Mm-hmm. Not true. Producing more than ever. Baldmove.com. Uh, so we kind of talked about this first scene a little bit, but let's talk about it some more. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot starts his new job at Evil Corp, and he he gets to. He gets the smile from Angela as she walks by. <laughs> Doesn't return it because that's, that's so Elliot. That's Elliot, yeah. Um, I like his emoji was just two eyeballs. Yeah, no expression. It, 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 no emotion. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, and, you know, he, he's talking this entire time about hitting undo and how he's going to accomplish that. So he tries to get E-Corp to digitally back up the records off-site. He doesn't have much success, so he gets his boss arrested, and he stalls for time while he waits for E-Corp to enact his plan, which he eventually finds the executive who's willing to take him up on it he's got a multifaceted objective here number first objective is to get them to scan stuff off site which honestly is such a no-brainer yeah it's borderline suspension killing that nobody in e-corp would think that like hey instead of hauling all this shit right why don't we do but you know whatever it's a show and and there's a lot of things that like you just have to accept that elliot's essentially a superhero Mm -hmm. and he can you know, have all these people thrown out of the company and and do all this stuff, and it's it's never any problems. But he's got a he's 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 trying to do that. It's his main objective. Uh, objective B is to patch up the vulnerabilities in E Corp's backups um, uh, power systems so they don't explode in, when introduced to malware. Yeah. And then the C objective is clean up Evil Corp because right. he's now. He says, "I'm not sold. I'm not selling out. I'm, I'm growing up, and I'm seeing yeah. the evil corp is not something that needs to be destroyed, but perhaps a necessary evil." And I like that. I like that a lot. It reminds me a lot of like junior communist work game th- playing through communism and capitalism, and realizing that like maybe capitalism isn't so bad. Yeah, this dorm room philosophizing run amok was what he describes it which, as. Which describe I think is a lot. I think these. I think this is a lot of what Sam Esmail actually believes, though. Yeah. And he's playing now devil's advocate because a there, lot... There isn't much of a black and white when you're when you're talking about these things. Like, either right. it exists or it doesn't. It, right. It needs to exist in some form. Right. But the form it's currently in is less less beneficial than it is detrimental. Right. And it's like you identify the problem, and instead of thinking, like, okay, well, how could we regulate or better have this serve? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's that famous parable about capitalism is this this powerful beast and that unregulated, it can gore you, properly regulated, it plows your fields and keeps everybody fed. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Elliot sees this beast and like it gores the person and he's like, well, put the beast down. Right. And now he's starting to think, like, well, maybe if you can properly monitor, regulate and reform this, it would be a force of good because now anarchy and chaos is not as much fun as I thought it would be. Yeah, it wasn't the sure. liberating experience that we I thought it'd be. And there's a lot of and even that in itself is not, you know, the ultimate solution, right? Because ultimately there will be times when something does need to be put down. Sure. When when there is no maybe there's you know, maybe it's not even a case of this is not a viable solution, but there's a better one. Mm-hmm. And in order to embrace that, we have to get rid of the old one. Yeah. So, the, the it's not black and white. Like that's the whole point, and I think that's what he's trying to say in this this scene in this show. So there's a lot of stuff on the the margins of world. This, you know, kind of like I said, I, I had this like speech I gave at the end of last podcast about the world building aspects I don't like, and I've I've decided this is going to continually be a thing 
but I don't want to harp on it all the time. So I've come up with an acronym. Okay. It's TOTDAB. T-O-T-T-D-A-B. It's that one thing that drives Aaron batshit. Okay. And it's a scale of one to ten. And uh-huh. I can just say, when Elliot uh, walked pa- past and there's a street merchant selling apples three for $25, that, that, that put the tot dab up to like a five. But, uh, when, when, when Elliot yeah, buys okay. Chinese takeout from some woman that's got a fucking, you know, <laughs> catering buffet set up that she's selling on the street, what's the street that, that sets my tot dab up to like eight. How about scan my QR code and I'll suck your dick? That, that yeah, I, I feel like that, that's something I could, I could hear in Vegas next year. Uh-huh, that's a, that's sure. a tot dab of one. And it's a logarithmic scale. It's just like the director scale, like. Like nine, a ten is ten times worse than a nine. Right. So yeah, no, like uh, the uh, prostitutes using using QR code. That that's that's a that's a one or two maybe. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, the top um, the top dab scale is pretty pretty low on that. So it's great. Yeah. I can just I can and the people that hear me and feel me, they're like they they're like right on. Yeah, I, I, well, I was at a seven, a Ron. I was at an eight, and then <laughs> we can have this this dense conversation and take up like thirty seconds. Is is it? Are your Todd Dabs assuaged at all by the fact that they mention the dollar to e-coin no. exchange rate is not going very well? Okay. In a worldwide financial collapse, mm-hmm. why the fuck would a brand new currency be so much more valued than the U.S. dollar? Because 19, of 20, 19 out of because, 20 of the, the international yeah. financial organizations have adopted it i don't know because the u.s government kicked in nine bill nine hundred billion because the the chinese government f- kicked in two trillion like it just yeah. doesn't that's the thing like i don't think sam esmail's strength is his economics okay and and i i wish that they would get an economic advisor to mm-hmm. but but maybe that's the thing maybe they have done it and it's like it, it has unfun results Mm, yeah, and they're they're telling the story of like you know you're, they're selling financial Armageddon, but they're doing it on a budget. It doesn't really make sense, but who cares? Yeah. So that and that's why it's like I'm not going to keep harping on. It. I'm just going to tot dab and move on. I'm going to sign in a tot dab score and move on. All right. I'm glad because I don't really have time for it. I got a Goo Goo Dolls concert tonight, so <laughs> we got to make this quick. Uh, please don't try and hack my password though. <laughs> what the fuck is Soul? Did you do? Did you know what Soul, Soul Cycle is? I have. I didn't look it up. No. Like. How far I up? I I tried. A is spin. it a biking thing? Is it, it has to be because right. I I watched. I always watch second through and subsequent watches with subtitles, and it was Soul S or C Y C L E. So it's like how far? Like ten years ago, I tried to do a spin class, and it met at like six forty-five in the morning, and like the third time, I'm like, fuck all of this. Why is biking an early morning thing? I don't quite understand. It's more like that's where the that's the it's a go getter class, and they think that like okay. like I'm a yeah. I'm a motivated ambitious person mm-hmm. that doesn't get my ass out of bed before nine o'clock unless I have a damn good reason. I I used to be in amazing shape, and I did not work out until about six p.m. every single day. Right. It does not require you to get up at five forty five a.m. They, they need a vampire skin in good class shape. or like vampire. Yeah. 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 Where where you drink blood shakes and, and cycle till your legs fall off, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I mean, all of that stuff was awesome. The references to Google dolls and uh, the Volkswagen stuff and the Sony stuff. Um, they featured Reddit, which I thought was pretty funny, actually on screen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I like. Plus, they like that's the thing. Like the Easter egg last week, which was these E Corp internal 
subreddits like there that came up yeah. on the show because that conversation he's having about the hottest girls and what floor that's right off of that yeah that, that subreddit stuff there's a thread and since then i guess they've updated it um, well of course they have with with a new post backdated to 2015 about the bosses getting fired and another boss going out the door oh the you can't block. cheat like that what do you mean well if if if, if it if this wasn't there last week, now here's the limitation of this ARG, right? Like, it's super cool that they've gone, quote-unquote, back in time with Reddit admins' help to put all these old things. Mm-hmm. But then everyone saw it last week. If there's new posts that are backdated, like that... that I mean, you got to put yourself like you're in 2015 and this is a live Reddit, uh, subreddit. No, I don't think that's I, I don't think that's the spirit of the game. I think what they should have <laughs> okay. done... Well, it's the game they're playing. Well, fuck them, because here's the better way to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Oh Here's boy! The better way. Right. Yeah, lay some knowledge if on. They us. don't want to. If they want to peg the top dab scale, uh, what they need to do is play the whole fucking season with their hand laid up. Because mm-hmm. who would have like if there was a thread about bosses getting fired, like people would have speculated, but no one would have predicted that like Elliot is going to single handedly get these guys fired next episode. Right. And that'd been cool. Like wow. And then people start. I mean, I know it's the d- degree of difficulty, but it seems less impressive when you're just adding new posts and backdating them on an ongoing revolving basis okay because what now oh my god oh my god here's a mind-blowing theory i'm going to put on the mr robot subreddit (laughs) uh it's white rose's time manipulation okay yeah yeah these things actually happen lab but we didn't know but but they're they're, Mm -hmm. the the show itself and and her her interdimensional powers are causing the post to remanifest itself right before the, the airtime of Mr. Robot. I think you're onto something. Iron you should go make some posts on That's Reddit. That's 500 upvotes right there. <laughs> 500 upvotes and 63 comments coming my way. Uh, okay, let's move on to. It seems like that like it. It seems like with the stage two plan, it's it's all about like from White Roses and Dark Army's perspective. This is all about the Congo thing, mm-hmm. destroying destroying uh, uh, E Corp was the way for them to bring pressure on the United States government and the United Nations in general yeah. to get this annexation of the Congo, so they can move the particle accelerator experiment to this mine potentially. Because I think in season yeah. one, a leading uh, when when we first got that scene that established this Congo thing was like, oh, there's rare earth minerals and uranium being mined, but it seems right. like they actually want to move it to a place where there's less government oversight and suspicion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to fuck you move a particle accelerator. I don't either. To, yeah. to It's a years-long operation. I mean, the, the con- <laughs> there's all kinds of problems. There's, like, guerrilla forces. Uh, literally, there's, like, albino gorilla. I've seen the movie. I've seen yeah, the di- documentary. There's, Only there's, killed with lasers. There's savage, unkillable albino gorilla forces uh, that will destroy your particle accelerator, White that's Rose. True. Yeah, they're much worse than, like, termites. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, all. And, I just want to say, just want to make sure we're all on the same page about this. Okay, yeah, um... I think that's the plan, but why, I don't know why, how to accomplish it. Why is Elliot not wearing hearing protection when he's down in the server room? Everybody else is. It's loud as hell. Yeah. They're not even wearing, like, it, I, I've worked in those server rooms, and you want to wear earplugs and parkas because mm-hmm. it's cold as fuck and it's loud as fuck. And yeah. I think Elliot would be all about the ear hearing protection. It just lets him tune out those douchebags even, even more effectively. That's true. But he's conspicuously not wearing hearing protection. Hmm. I don't know. I know it's not because he's too cool to wear them. No. 
probably not. Uh, maybe he's too lonely to wear them because uh, apparently all of this uh, Zoloft or whatever he's popping has made him intensely lonely, and he he's seen crying by himself in his apartment. So he goes to his therapist uh, to see her in her home office, mm-hmm. and he forgets that it's his own birthday. He also says he hasn't been talking to Darlene because she brings out Mr. Robot, which I think is interesting. Interesting connection. She's um, a trigger. Yeah, and then that sends him down this road of remembering his childhood when there was this huge snowstorm, and they made a snowman that they called Kevin McAllister, and he's laughing about it until he reveals, oh, I didn't get to take a picture of the snowman because that was the day that his dad pushed him out of the window. And he swears he told her that before, that his dad pushed him out the window, but she insists that he hasn't. And she asks what made him think of that day, and he says, I don't know. So someone posted a screenshot from Elliot's... Yeah, I saw that. We Red Wheelbarrow Journal of last year. You can buy the book, right? Yeah, yeah, where uh, he recounts that he told her this story in a therapy yeah. session. Which, so what do you think is the false memory here? That he that he wrote that in the journal or that he... Well, I mean, I'm... I'm Because, you know... Krista. Um, it's so funny because I roll my eyes at people doing this, but I tend to always, now that I know what's the stakes, I tend to take it to the next level. I wonder if, like, we're not even dealing with false memories. We're dealing with, like, Elliot's reality being fucked with. Like, from, wh- from like, White Rose? Like, yeah, interdimensionally? Like, like they, 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 they flipped, they went back and undid a bit of history. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Because what Not else? Not out like, of the question, well, false, given the discussion we had last week. I mean, you, you're right. Like on the one hand, we're dealing with a guy that didn't know he was in, like, it was so out of touch with reality that right. he thought his prison was a, a bedroom that his mom was keeping him in. Clearly, the simpler explanation here. Simpler right? explanation, but I, I do like to get a little, you know, little, little X filey. Uh, yeah, no, I suppose it's possible. Like, if you if sent this email into me, I would laugh mm-hmm. and delete it. But since it's my show, I get to read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> there is no gatekeeper to my madness. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what What do you make? I, I mean, Krista wouldn't lie, right? So if there's a false no. memory, it's got to be on Mister Robot's side. Well, I'm wondering, like, because the false memory could be happening at this moment right now. Mm. I don't even know. Like, Elliot could be imagining that Krista said that she didn't remember that. Well, and there's also this, this, this like I problem, said, so right? I think it's appropriate now to talk about this theory of like the Mr. Robot okay. persona, because I don't know what, do we know what the date is in the show? It's 2015. No, I'm talking That's about the point. actual, is it November, no, October? I don't, I don't know. Um, because he said, did, did he give a particular time for his, like the, the, the what is Elliot's birthday? Uh, that's a good question. Because I don't sure. know if this if this is a linchpin of the theory, but there's this theory that like this like when Elliot's talking when he gave the date of birth to Krista in the past that he's actually talking about the first day that Mister Robot manifested itself, mm-hmm. and that he, it's not his real birthday, which is why he kind of has like forgotten or he's confused about it that, that he has that reaction, and that you know one of the longstanding questions I've had is like why would uh you know Elliot's father, who seemed like a really caring guy, yeah, pushed his son out the window, and like there's, you know, we had like, speculated well, that it was he betrayed his father's confidence about the the right. cancer. And he had a he had a brain tumor that was causing him to act erratically or something like that. But right. someone had the cool idea that this was actually Elliot 
not able to deal with his father's impending death. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's two versions of theory. There's like the weak version and the strong version. The weak version is Elliot wasn't able to deal with his father's death, threw himself out the window. Elliot's father tried to catch him, but he failed. And then, you know, the rest is, is, is kind of history. The mm-hmm. strong version is Elliot's father died that day. Yeah. And Elliot threw himself out of the window in his grief and the ex- his, his extensive stay in the hospital um, and resulting, like, you know, healing is what first, like, his, his father became a split personality of him at that point. Yeah. Which would represent the birth, like, Mr. Robot's birthday. Right. Um, and also, it explains why when Elliot randomly tries to talk to Darlene about it at the end of the episode, like, Darlene acts very shaken. Yeah, and why she would be his trigger on a lot of this stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think there is some elements of those that are going to be proven to be true. And it's it's and if nothing else, I, I think it's a good early-stage theory on why this is happening, and it kind of explains a lot of the facts that are confusing otherwise. Yeah, I think that's one of the most compelling things about it is that it seems to slot nicely you yeah. know, into the things that we already know and yeah. connect some of those dots. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to Joanna going on the Let's Be Frank show. Uh, she's there to talk about Scott Knowles murdering his wife and Tyrell's innocence, um, doing a PR campaign, I guess. Mm-hmm. She claims that Tyrell is the only man she's ever loved and covers for the divorce filing. And government issue face man drives her and the baby away with someone following them. Mm. We don't see who quite yet. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this scene. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. I, I'm confused as Frank Cody character who they've always just portrayed as like this like scenery chewing Alex Jones type. Yeah. Why he would sit down with the mainstream kind of like non-frothing interview with Joanna Wellick. Why it takes that tone. I know why he would sit down why? with Joanna Wellick. It's the biggest fucking story on the planet. Right. Like he's the most wanted man in the universe at this point. Right. And this is his wife. But like this guy's not a mainstream dude. Like is Joanna appearing on every like ratings? Did, did man. she already do <laughs> Good Morning America? If you think Alex Jones is not cynical enough? No, I'm saying that. But like in real life, how many how many non fringe interviewers does an Alex Jones get? Right. That's what I'm saying. So in this reality, is he either is he a lot more? Is he more of like a like a Bill O'Reilly? I guess type? so. He must be. Yeah. So like maybe a, a, a conservative woman. Uh, I don't know what his politics are, but he's that. He's that person. So he's not that, as far outside of the mainstream cloud. as maybe I was suspecting. Apparently. So if, if we're trying to rationalize how this is a a possible scene then top, yeah top dab is is four uh-huh. trending to five on on this uh frank cody character okay i'm with you on that uh so the f society releases a video describing the the second phase another phase of their plan and the fbi is pissed that darlene isn't giving them anything and they're trying to get a tyrell but darlene insists that elliot never knew the guy and then bump up dom plays the call from tyrell to Elliot, I think is the way it went in prison. Elliot to Tyrell because it's Elliot it's, to Tyrell. He wanted proof that Tyrell was and the conver- and the, the prison guard says like incoming call from XX prison. Yeah, so Elliot made the the phone call. Right. Um, she plays that for Which, Darlene. That was the opener of season. That was in the first or second episode of season two of last year. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Before we knew that Tyrell was real, and before we knew that Elliot wasn't in, was in prison. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and I guess, you know, blows Darlene's mind. Um, didn't quite blow my mind because they had already revealed yeah. that Tyrell was real. Sure. But it seems like a lot of people had their minds warped, bent by this. Or the the fact that Darlene might not, because, like, every time Elliot's interacted with Tyrell, it's always been after hours. Like, when he brought him to the F Society's uh, fun uh, funhouse, no one else was there. So, like, I yeah. think she genuinely didn't think that he had ever had any connection with Tyrell. Why would he? He's yeah, the villain. Right. No, I I see why it blows Darlene's mind. Um, But yeah, people are, I guess, still up in the air about whether that phone call was real. And I think once you know that Tyrell is real, there's no reason to really think that he... Although, it is a little bit insane that he would be calling him in the first place. um, Or that Tyrell would even take that call. Like, Tyrell's the most wanted man in the universe. How... I don't take Can any phone calls phone I don't calls. recognize. I see a phone number calling from like out of state or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. voicemail. And if I were wanted by <laughs> also, I haven't configured my voicemail. World. Text me, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a really good moment with Darlene here where the FBI guy uses some uh, uses an acronym for confidential human source, and she's like, oh yeah, okay, great. Now I know. <laughs> um, there's something else I wanted to say. Oh. So the F Society video, mm-hmm. bl- they're just talking about phase two. That's literally going to yeah. blow your eardrum. Like they're mm-hmm. talking about exploding the plant. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think this is Tyrell in the video. Okay. That's my assumption. So I, 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 they get. Have you seen the promo for next week? I haven't. They essentially give away the game if you see the promo. Yep. So you said Tyrell um, before. Uh, I will say, and I'm gonna try to say this phrase this in a non-spoiler way because like the the promo could have either confirmed my suspicions or or ruled them out, and I'm not gonna say which. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Mobley because Mobley is the only one rolling with F Society has a beard, and he's out of the picture. I think, but I mean, I assume he's but dead. Leon. Mm-hmm came up to him in the uh, the post credit right. sequence and and like so and we everyone seemed to like maybe they were killed but maybe yeah. that white rose is going to use him to further like you know after I, it's possible but I, I, my my money was on Mobley cuz i was thinking like who the fuck have we seen with the beard and that that's the that, that's the other thing is when he turns to the side at one point you can see there's a bearded face beneath the f society uh, mask hmm. so yeah i'm still operating under the idea that Mobley and Trent are dead okay so I don't know. Uh, I could be definitely proven wrong. Do you think Levi? I'm happy Levi, to. you think Leon showed up and just blasted him in the face? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he he might have recruited him. Okay. We'll see. Uh, so we go back to the car with Joanna and Giftman gets out to deal with the person following them, and he finds Joanna's boy toy, uh, who's super hurt that Joanna doesn't love him and threatens to retract the statement that he made to the police so gift man punches him and says you're not going to do that and also you're never going to see joanna again and get over it i think that'd be a great real life service like you should be able to appear before like a judge and swear an at like like because you know there's all these people that just are in denial about that you've left them or broken up or whatever uh-huh. and they and like you should be able to swear an affidavit before a judge and they will issue a government issued face man U.S. Marshal to go grab that man or woman by the neck and say, as certain as the pain you are feeling now, (laughs) there is no option for you to ever, ever, ever get back with this person. That would make that would make life so much easier. (laughs) You know, I mean, the alternative is you just do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you're such it's like that's extra your vigilante justice. I'm saying like, like you have to execute a legally binding like I am. I never want to see this person again. Mm -hmm. It's like a super restraining order. 
In fact, it restrain it literally restrains the other person by the throat until they get the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the guy does not take that very well, and he ends up shooting both Joanna and Giftman. Uh, luckily, Giftman's able to shoot him as well, and I guess Giftman survives, but Joanna does not. Yeah, we hear that. Like well, That was confusing to a lot of people, but uh, Dom reveals that the driver, who's government-issued face man, yep. survives. The shooter did not, and obviously... It's not a cliffhanger. Joanna's got getting her getting her head sawed in half, so she's and, and dead, they, super dead. <laughs> but here's the thing: I feel like they absolutely had to show us that in a scene with zero Fuck unreliable yes. narrators. Yes, otherwise everyone will be speculating: Is right. Joanna really dead? Did right. she stage this? Are oh, they I gonna... saw a couple body double like white rose no, God, time. Get fuck. The fuck. I know. I know. Hey. I saw a thread that suggested there was a second shooter. Oh, my God. Because that was an expert shot to the head, and this guy was looking at his revolver as if he was confused. <laughs> like, people sure. go really far off into the weeds watching watching this show. Yeah, but I'm glad they showed that autopsy. And I, and I'm, I, it's, uh, it's completely confirmed now. She's dead. And if you, li- if you listen to our show for a while... You'll know that I do not like the Wellicks. I think it's that like right. their their top dab scale is like eleven. Mm-hmm. They do, I don't I don't think they're realistic characters. They don't seem like they're real human beings. And I like them killing Joanna because number one, it gets rid of one half of this annoying duo. And secondly, I kind of believe that Tyrell will flip the fuck out in a yeah. way that will make his crazy ass understandable and rational okay so like i like like <laughs> this tyrell i will believe will just randomly beat up a homeless person so he can feel something yeah or whip his dick out in front of his boss and smack him across the face and old tyrell her. like what yeah and then kill his boss's wife maybe that's the maybe that's the deal with old tyrell is he's the tyrell from the future that knew joanna was dead and white rose took him back through the portal <laughs> Right, <laughs> and, and, and now dro- he's this super obsessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that makes it. It's the only thing that makes the tot dab scale work. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about the autopsy scene, but not the other stuff that's going on. It. So Dom's boss is telling her they're they're not going to say anything about Joanna's death, so that Tyrell doesn't doesn't know about it, doesn't get pissed. So I don't know how much Tyrell is actually going to flip out about it. Uh, Dom believes that Darlene's right about the video not being real, and she says there's a Dark Army connection, but her boss tells her you need to stay on Tyrell instead of following up on that, and their people are zeroing in on the guy in the video, apparently. I also like how Dom's saying that, well, I guess Darlene's telling a lie, but like Dom, Dom's saying that she's not a flight risk as Darlene is making plans to yeah. bone out. But that's, that's probably... Is she really? I feel nah, like that's just a cover yeah, to get Elliot to talk. Yeah. I, I yeah. retract my statement as soon as I made it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, do you think they're actually zeroing in on the guy in the video? Because wouldn't they just... Well, hmm. It depends on who's in that video, I suppose. Right. If you're right and it's Tyrell, then they're going to kill two birds with one, <laughs> right. one zeroing. And, and why wouldn't they just say Tyrell? So maybe that's... I don't know. Well, zeroing in can mean like they've it tracked mean, his location. Yeah, that they don't know his identity, but right, they're yeah. they're they're doing all kinds of stuff. Okay, so Darlene then meets with Elliot and asks why he's trying to shut her out. He says the same thing that he told his therapist about her being a trigger, and she tells Elliot, "I'm leaving. I'm going upstate first thing in the morning." She lays it on real thick about the the real reason that she's been around for the last year is because she wanted to be close to him. Is that you think that's true? think that's the real reason or was she involved in this more interested in this hacking stuff that he had going on well i mean 
Okay. The way I understand it, and I'm not sure if there's alternate realities here or not, but mm-hmm. like Darlene reached out to Elliot to watch this bourgeoisie killer movie, right? Right. As because because she wanted to be closer to her brother. I do believe that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of hung around because she fell and she she fell in love with the the, the plan he had to improve he society. A, as I recall, he had to talk her into it too. Yeah, he turned into like Mr. Robot. He spun this right. out, and then yeah. yeah. And also, like you know, we talked about like maybe she intentionally triggered him. Mm-hmm. That you know, this was the first like she that who knows because this show is a riddle wrapped in an enigma. You know, inside the crazy ass mind of Sam Esmail, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that regardless, you, to answer your question, like at some level, that's very true. Okay, because I do believe Darlene loves Elliot. Yeah, I can buy that. Uh, so at the end of that scene, Elliot asks her to stay with him tonight because he doesn't want to be alone, and she apparently agrees. So then we go over to Philip giving a speech at the G20 summit about making eCoin the currency, the official currency, um, and the competition from Bitcoin, which China has embraced. And after the speech, he tells White Rose that he's willing to give him the U.S. vote, or her, it's presenting as him, uh, the U.S. vote for from the annex of the Congo if China backs eCoin. And White Rose tells Philip that his success will always come second to her own, so Philip threatens to pull the U.N. vote, which uh, doesn't go well. White Rose revealed that she has converted Angela and insinuates that she's willing to kill Angela if she doesn't get the vote. Uh, I think it's just more like I am so far ahead of you because I because I I was thinking like killing Angelo. Why would that be a real threat to Philip? Yeah, it's it's more chilling like I know so much more about your personal life than you can possibly imagine Mm -hmm. and extrapolate from that what I could do to you. I suppose so. Yeah, because it didn't make any sense. I I didn't think Philip was was, so taken by Angela that that would be an emotional like threat there was an active reddit thread attempting to say that the line her eyes were so hypnotizing is proof that white rose literally hypnotized angela to brainwash her to make her his servant that during that missing 30 minutes of their conversation i think so i mean there's no evidence other than he said her eyes are so hit like what (laughs) and that's just him fucking with price right and like it's not like this person is not known to turn a phrase. Right. Like, like generosity. Don't mistake, don't my, mistake genero- my generosity for your generosity. Ba- that is a badass phrase. It is, yeah. And it's like, it means nothing, but also exactly what White Rose wants you to think it means. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's essentially telling Philip, look, we're not friends. We're not friends. I'm getting the thing that I want, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Yeah. He needed, he, he needed to have government-issued face man come and grab Philip by the throat uh-huh. and say, look, that's the only way you can get things untwisted in this universe. Yeah. It's got to come from a, a gift man. Uh, I, I do feel like Philip is trying to wield the powers that he has. Right. You know, he's trying to turn the financial world... Um, against China, put pressures on them the way that he can. But that's the thing, like, White Rose is, whatever she's doing, it is way beyond the accumulation of money or power. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that she is trying to manipulate time, manipulate dimension, like, like become almost a god. Yeah, I mean, she's trying to accumulate power, but it's next level. 
Right. And Philip is still, he's just grubbing at this, like, he thinks he's a badass because he's the corporate power behind the government power. And right. he thinks it's amusing. He can call in. I mean, he's he, the he can call in cabinet level secretaries and jerk the chains around. Right. She's like fucking Rick Sanchez. He's like the French troops guns on horseback yeah. trying to fight tanks. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we go on to Darlene. She's behind Elliot's computer monitor, fucking with the video input. As far as I can tell, um, Mister Robot sees her and he tries to interrogate her, but she escapes without revealing anything. And Elliot goes back into prevention mode with his Zoloft or whatever it is until he can meet with his therapist to ask her to talk with Mr. Robot. So she does. And their conversation includes her foxiness, her brains, and how compromised he and Elliot currently are thanks to Darlene. Uh, this was really good. I, I like this scene with the therapist a lot. Yeah, and they they, they keep doing like these visual and audio flares. Like I particularly like them blending uh, Remy and Christian Slater's voice together uh-huh. as they he transforms slowly into Mr. Robot. Yeah, and just how how just like he was uh, just how just how. Oh, I'm sorry that I, I got the um, wait. I think it's the scene. Are we talking about the therapist? Yeah. I mean and both. It's, it's dark, okay. the scene in his house, and it leads yeah, yeah, directly yeah. Gotcha, into the gotcha. therapist. Okay, um, I think that how menacing Christian Slater is as Mister Robot, and how menacing Elliot is as Mister Robot, is continues to be uh, very, very successful. Yeah, and, and you know, it's one of those things where, much like Angela last week, like, oh, how could I betray him? I'm looking at him. It's so jarring to see the hero of the story instantly become like the villain. Yeah, no, that's one of the fascinating things about the show. That it's developed into a real Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Part of me hopes that we get to see a scene, an extended scene, of uh, Rami Malik trying to embody Christian Slater, like trying to act as if we he were We saw that Christian last Slater. year, and it was really pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I want to see more of, it. A more of it, I guess, but... Part of me also says, I don't know that I want to see that because it just confuses the issue, right? I was so excited about them sort of drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is Mr. Robot and this is Elliot. And now we can kind of move away from the what is and isn't real and who's doing these things. Well, I do. Oh, well, and more into a grounded narr- narrative here. And it doesn't seem like those two things are compatible. Well, s- strap in because I think you... <laughs> What you're not seeing is the potential for Esmail to fuck with us because now he's going to show Elliot and Mr. Robot trying to be each other to fool Darlene and Angela. Right. No, that's that's exactly that's the thing that I'm worried about. Which I don't. I'm not worried about it because it's it's another way to tell the story. It's it's only here's the thing. Like, well, it's when when anything can be anything. Like when when you can't tell what is and is not real at any point. I think those things can it, be mysteries within episodes, but like I don't want to find out that four episodes ago that conversation was actually Mister Robot and not Elliot. Sure. Like I I think well it's not that I don't like it. It's just the degree of difficulty of fooling the audience when you're literally fooling the audience mm-hmm. is so low. It's it's you know it's the difference between like uh the sixth sense plot twist and the usual suspects yeah like one is a consistent but very subtle trick you're pulling on an audience that holds up on scrutiny the other is just like oh what you thought happened bullshit here's the new truth right like you're just lying to me man it's 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 sleight of hand it's like you know sleight of hand stealing my watch versus just mugging me 
And that uh, was the, I, I felt like that was one of the problems with season two is they leaned too much heavily more into mugging. that. And and it was and it was never low stakes. There, mugging there was no that. grounding. Is yeah, the yeah, problem. Yeah. Like they kept layering and layering and layering, and eventually you didn't know what was real. And they didn't ground it until season three. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I came back thinking, okay, they're going to lean more in this direction. And I think they still are. Um, I'm enjoying season three much more than I enjoyed season two. Yeah, two episodes in for sure. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm also worried at the same time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that with Christian Slater just leaning right into uh, Krista there and yeah. saying, you know, we are. I'm done talking to you. Uh, yeah. It's dangerous now for her to continue to see Elliot. Yeah, it is absolutely. Uh, and I, I can't express enough how much I enjoy Christian Slater's performance in this show. Mm-hmm. He is he just like magnetic. Too, like yeah. the charisma that comes off that guy he's every fully, moment he's on screen. He's fully like like uh, it's. I'm not the first person to observe this, but he could have. Like the only thing keeping him from having like a back half of his career essentially be Jack Nicholson is the fact that the real Jack Nicholson's around. Yeah, Jack Nicholson dies. You I can, think Christian wait Slater. <laughs> I think Christian Slater can be the Jack Nicholson of the 2020s, 2030s, 2040s if yeah. he wants it. For sure. Like like that unhinged, crazy ass, mm-hmm. but very charming. He could guy. have he could have like a Michael Keaton esque renaissance. Yeah, I think. yeah. All it takes is Jack Nicholson dying. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he could make that happen. Plus, then he could like step right into his uh, courtside seat at the Laker games too. Yeah, for sure. Like no, you, the people wouldn't even notice. It's like, wow, the Jack's looking great. <laughs> so before we get too far into this podcast, I wanted to stop and talk about one of our sponsors today. Actually, our only sponsor today, uh, and that is Bombfell. Have you ever heard of Bombfell? I have heard of Bombfell on uh, these very effective ads on Bald Move Network. <laughs> okay, I heard of Bombfell long before that, um, and I've actually used them. Uh, to enhance my wardrobe. They are an easier way for men to get better clothes, essentially. And here's the thing. You know, on, t- on, on tonight's episode of, or the, this this week's episode of Mr. Robot, Elliot yeah. uses some other online clothing some service. Some off-brand, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. And but. a lot of people thought he was crying inconsolably because he was lonely or he's disconnected from humanity. It, it's because of other service... <laughs> Hobo clothes. <laughs> right. It's it's just it's, it's because he saw the ecoin prostitute outside the his his house wearing the same clothes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna you're gonna have just rags and poor customer service out the wazoo to boot. You, you, if you if you don't want to be balled up in a corner crying, you gotta use Bombfell. <laughs> you gotta use Bombfell. Um, the I mean maybe it was because he hated the experience of shopping. He realized that the the off brand one just wasn't working for him. He had to go shopping because I do not like shopping for clothes. Who does? Especially, I don't like shopping a because I have to go somewhere and get off my butt. But <laughs> then I have to go in like some mirrored room and try on clothes. I don't know like, what looks in good, public. especially on this husk. This, That's this this pulsating larval body I'm stuck with. <laughs> what 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 can I put on it that will make it look good? Uh, I bet Bombfell has an answer for you. They have uh, specifically commissioned stylists paired with each customer who. Uh, personalize the experience and tailor, not tailor the clothes, not like get in there with needle and thread, but mm. they, they tailor your order. How about that? Mm. To your, your personal taste. Um, that's the thing that really sets Bombfell apart from, you know, some of the other services. Hobo the, purveyors. The, the certain shows Hobo outfitteries. 
Yeah, um, and basically you get an email from your stylist with his or her selections, after which you have 48 hours to make changes. Like, let's say they send you a shirt, and you're like, ah, I'm not sure about that one. You can make changes to the order, and they'll they'll send you updates. Um, or you can even cancel the order altogether. You are in total control. Um, I think they actually provide a video feed from the the monitor of the person, the stylist that you've been paired with. Sure. So you can watch them send emails. Um, that's not true. But they, they, when you receive the clothes, you have seven days to say, okay, I'm going to try these on. I'm going to see if they look good, see if they're comfortable. Um, you can send them back easily. Um, they provide free shipping and returns on all that stuff. So it really makes it super simple to just get clothes that fit really well and are tailored to your specific style. Um, in the mail and from the comfort of your own home. And I've used the service before. I I personally have like, I don't know, 20 pieces of clothing from them at this point. Uh, a lot of them are flannel shirts because that's my style uh, when I'm not wearing T-shirts. Do they call their stylists CHSs? Confidential no, human stylists? No. They should. Comfortable. Comfortable. Huge. Human stylists. Stylists, yeah. Classy. Uh, classy human stylists. Uh, they do not, but you. The the thing about it is, it's very easy to use too. So I talked about a little about the procedure where, you know, you go online and you look at your order and you can swap it out. But the I, I found that the best thing about it is how simple and easy it is to return stuff if you don't want to keep it. So it really just lets you try it on for free. You just they send you the shipping label prepackaged with your clothes, and if you don't like anything, you just toss it back in the bag or box and you drop it off at FedEx. It's that easy. Um, so I don't know. I recommend Bombfell heartily from my personal experience with it. If you would like to save $25 off your first purchase, you can visit bombfell.com slash robot, and that will happen to your order. Um, 25 bucks is a pretty good amount of clothing, I'd say. What is it That's in like a shirt. eCoin? How many I apples? I don't know the exchange rate. Can I, can I send them three apples? Definitely not. Okay. That Do is not, not send them that apples. Is not that valid, is in the talking points. Do not is, send apples. That is not a valid bombfeld exchange. No, but they do take they do take uh US dollars. Okay. And credit cards. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> the Bitcoin of our day. But yeah, for twenty five bucks off that first purchase, visit bombfeld.com slash robot. Hey, if you enjoy our uh, our coverage of Mr. Robot and all the stuff we do on on baldmove.com, we got I don't even I couldn't tell you how many shows we got. 40, 50? It's a lot. Like I just looked at, we we have just under like 3,000 podcast episodes that we released on on God. Bald Move. Why? I, I because because <laughs> Holy shit. I'll tell you why. People join the club, club.baldmove.com. We wanted to stop like a year ago. <laughs> we try, We had this thing like, oh, save Bald Move if we get enough money. And do, people fucking did it. We're like, uh -huh. we're slaves to this thing now. <laughs> we're lashed to this wheel. We can't stop. Look, look. We're waiting for subscriptions to die down so we can, we can get out of this thing. We can, we, can, we can bail on this car before it goes off the cliff. But I bet if I say club.ballmove.com, so, sure Somebody's as the sun comes up, right someone's now. subscribing just out of spite. Yeah. Not because of all the fantastic features like ad-free feeds and VIP forums and special video feeds and, and extra audio content and, and, and the satisfaction of, of, of knowing that you're put, sticking it to us. <laughs> they're just, just going to just gonna go out of spite at club.ballmove.com. I, I fucking dare you not to. Club.ballmove.com.
Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's go to um, this this thing we've been compromised is is eating away at Elliot as he's walking home. He's trying to figure out what it means. He's caught a piece of of what Mr. Robot has said, or alternatively, Krista filled him in on everything that just happened, which is what I think happened. Um, he's trying to figure out what he means, and then at his front door is this guy whose marriage he blew up, who was sleeping with Krista. Um, terrible guy. guy. It's a terrible guy, horrible guy. The guy complains that his dog is shitting all over his house, and he leaves it with Elliot. Uh, yeah, so Elliot's got a dog, and I didn't see it shit in his house. So well, he like talked about better. in the first season how like he forgot to walk and it pooped on his bed. Right. But a lot, there's a there's a, an interesting Reddit th- thread where they talked about how and throughout the subway, you know, Elliot's talking about his loneliness, and there's this poster for this uh, play that's got uh, Will Ferrell and Judy Dench called Separation Anxiety that f- oh, that right. frames him in a lot of the shots. Yeah. And some um, some guy posted about how this particular breed of dog, I guess, one of the things it does when it gets separation anxiety is it does kind of shit its shit all over the place uh-huh. and acts sick. And that this is like mirroring like the dog and Elliot are mirroring and now they're unified. And I don't, I don't know what what's going to happen now, but they're like this is further symbolism of of Elliot's kind of fractured state. Yeah, and I th- but I think it also reflects his relationship with Darlene too. Yeah, um, and because Angela. he gets when he leads this normal life, he gets intensely lonely. Um, I don't know if that's because of the lifestyle he's leading or because he's but he also separating says, himself from Darlene. And that's to say, he's also says it's worse before because before he had Darlene, he right. had Angela, he had Mobley and Trenton and the other guy. The guy that got shot. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like that, that when he says it's worse, he doesn't know because he's on the spectrum. But it seems obvious to me that the reason it's worse this time is because you're white-knuckling reality and you have no support system. Yeah. You've you've turned them all away because you're trying to protect them or whatever, protect yourself. Um, but that that's why it's so bad for you, dude. Mm-hmm. Human people need people. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars doesn't fucking cut it. I would know. <laughs> yeah, or uh, K- Kali Linux on a stick doesn't cut it either. <laughs> um, yeah, so he gives uh, Elliot gives some dog some water gives the dog some water gives the dog a bone my, my brain is turning to mush uh and then he boots into linux and he checks his system for hacks and we see dom watching a monitor feed of what he's doing and they congratulate darlene on a job well done uh yeah i knew good job that this is was what was happening as soon as i saw darlene leaning behind his monitor mm-hmm. it's like yeah they're just if they can't get into his systems they can at least see what he's doing on them which might actually be more beneficial right uh, and it's apparent to me that Elliot is getting something from Mr. Robot here, right? Like, they're bleeding over a little bit because he has this this intuition that something is not right with his computer. And he was never awake during Why do you that say conversation that? with Darlene. First of all, I don't want to disagree with you because I think that's part of the symbolism. Because he goes to start typing, and he he hesitates and then apparently does something to fuck with the FBI. Do you hmm. think that that's Mr. Robot in that moment, or do you think that that's Elliot? Because I thought it well, was Elliot. I think it's your the your, your theory's got a good idea because Elliot being reunified with the dog could be symbolism for the the fractured halves of Mr. Robot and Elliot starting to re- remerge. Okay, um, but I don't. 
Because when he fucked with the FBI, it was to get the location of Darlene's safe house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right, because Elliot didn't have... He didn't... He didn't... I mean, Krista telling him that she's compromised with his past 24 hours would quickly lead to the conclusion that somebody... I don't think he knew is the FBI, and I don't know that he knew that she had bugged him, because how would he know that? But he knew enough that he wanted to know where she's going, mm-hmm. that she wasn't going upstate. Uh, so he... he the, the, the email thing, I don't yeah. know how it did it, because they don't really explain it, but somehow, uh, by them sending that, the FBI... or He's able to derive where Darlene's location was. Yeah. Now, I don't know what stops the FBI from just going downstairs and arresting him for breaking and entering, if nothing else. The sure. fact that they still are holding out for the Ty- Tyrell Wellick. Yeah, they're trying to get Tyrell. They think he's the ringleader. Yeah. Um, so they, they don't want him And that's the thing. Spooked. Like part of, Every time I try to really solve the mystery, I'm like, why? Next week it'll just be... That's true. It'll you continue know, to be unveiled. We could just watch the show, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? We don't have to do this podcasting thing every week? What? No, no. Like It's completely spurious. No one should listen to it. Huh. There needs to be there needs to be a like tot da, which is the th- the the that one thing that drives the audience. Oh, it works! It, would, it, it works would still be, yeah. Uh, the tot jibu, that's the the one that drives you crazy. Uh, uh, that's just that's that's not that doesn't trip off the tongue. It's not a thing. Yeah, tot da the tot. The, the other option is this is Mr. Robot the whole time, right? Because Mr. Robot has that information. He knows that Darlene has betrayed them. It doesn't seem and like if, Mr. Robot. Mr. It Robot, his seem, demeanor, like seems like this. But but then again, we talked about that. It's you know, Mr. Robot could act like Elliot. Elliot, and and the other question is: Is Mr. Robot that charismatic all the time, or does he just know? He just like like Elliot sees the emoji game. He just refuses to play. Even so like, even when Mr. Robot is waiting for conversations to happen in the foreground, he's in the back hamming it up. With but that he's always cigarette. being observed by someone, right? Yeah, kind of like you know, like like Elliot can see the emoji game. He just refuses to play. Mister mm-hmm. Robot still is Elliot, so maybe he does that and he just refuses to play. But when he needs to, he plays it to the hilt. I don't know. Um, it's I, it's I'm an play- open question as to whether yeah. or not. I think at the end of the episode, that's Elliot or Mister Robot. I agree with that, and I, I don't know which one it is. We I, we're I don't not think really there's any way indication. to tell, and I think I think we're supposed to be wondering. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's move so on just, to. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were at the end of the episode. No, 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 not yet. Two more scenes. Uh, White Rose wants to stage. Right. Wants uh, stage two to happen on the day of the UN vote, whether they get the vote or not, in order to slap Philip Price's hand. It seems like she's letting emotion get in the way of her tightly tuned schedule. Yeah. Her finely tuned schedule. Do you think this is going to be? Uh, the thing that pierces her armor, the thing that makes her vulnerable. It just depends if she's already like Rick and Morty levels of mastery of space and time, then probably not. If she's trying to get that off the ground, maybe. If if she was already that, she doesn't need to ask for these favors, right? We do have, true, we do have some feedback, which I'll just go ahead and step on her toes a little bit since it's uh, organic, but I don't mind it because I don't like my villain. I, I, I agree with the emailer that I don't like when villains are invincible okay like giving yeah. white rose a bit of a blind spot or a flaw or just like i'm gonna i'm it's time to squash this guy like a fucking bug mm-hmm. even if that's ultimately not in her her, her self-interest i don't mind it because 
no one should be perfect. No, I don't mind it at all. Elliot's not perfect. Like, there should be corresponding flaws. So, like, yeah, whether it's going to be your undoing, I I don't know. And it kind of goes along with the whole theme of Mr. Robot and hacking, which is no system isn't vulnerable either, right? Right. There's always some kind of vulnerability you can exploit if you know how. Unless you, like, and that's an interesting thing about Elliot's isolation is that's the only way to make a truly secure system. Right. Have it not connect to the internet in uh-huh. a bank vault that has no physical access. Yeah. The problem and with no that, humans monitoring it. The problem is that's a completely useless machine. Sure. Is it up? Is it yeah. down? You can't tell, so who cares? Mm-hmm. So making a machine useful is the same as making it vulnerable. It's yeah. the same way like a house. Like, if a house has no entrance, it's it's impregnable, mm-hmm. but you can't get in out of it, so who gives a shit? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, let's go to the final scene where Dom gets lunch and they keep watching Elliot's computer. Uh, they've got an audio recording and a link that Elliot sent from his computer, but when the guy who who downloaded the file uh, opens the audio recording, it is it is bare naked ladies one week. That's the thing. Like uh, you think it's the email that did it, but it's the bare naked ladies is hiding the audio attack. Yeah, <laughs> and she's not wrong. That will be stuck in her head for it's, weeks. It's an earworm for sure. Yeah. Um, and they they see that oh they've been hacked and Elliot knows where they are now and he's downstairs. The FBI are fucking idiots. This guy certainly, yeah. Because because like Dom, it reminds me of the last year when the you know the New York City police were investigating uh the, you know dude this name we can't remember and they're turning on like the laptops are exploding and the hard drives they're demolishing as because they don't know what they're doing and she rightfully is like oh yeah you guys are fucking geniuses Mm -hmm. why is her presumably highly thought of partner that she just doesn't have open contempt for why was he making a rookie mistake about opening this attachment oh it didn't do anything huh it's yeah. like that's like my grandma levels of not knowing how computers work. The only thing I can think of there is they're trying, they're taking the easy way out on making Dom look exceptionally bright by, by the contrast of everyone around her being exceptionally Plus, dumb. I guess I also wish I knew the exploit. If they made the exploit, like if if I understood the exploit <laughs> and like its subtlety, yeah. But it seems like he just, just just sent in something that pinged the location the physical location of this internet or derived it somehow yeah i think the thing that that they succeed in here is making elliot look like he's one step ahead of them which he is right he plants this this file which they think they've tripped him up and caught him right and they're going to get this file that he's sending to some nefarious source hoping it's tyrell um it's not like an incredibly stupid thing that this guy does but he should know better he should have a forensic team examine this. Like, write down the URL, yeah. send it to him, and say, hey, this is a point of interest. Can you examine it for us? Maybe put it on a flash drive and open it on a computer that's not physically connected to the internet. Right. Um, he's just not treating it with the care because he doesn't think they're compromised. Right. And they are. <laughs> uh, so, there was, oh, so the ARG this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to the uh, ever-expanding Reddit subreddit drama, is this encrypted email was successfully decrypted by people on the internet. Surprise, surprise. That led to a whole bunch of different things that ultimately resolved to a code repository hmm. that has uh, that's a real-life exploit for the actual Samsung monitor that... I, what, maybe the Samsung... Whatever brand... Uh, maybe it was Sony... 
the actual monitor that that that, that oh, Elliot was okay. using on the show. So is she uploading some like using the USB stick to upload some kind of attack? In the yeah, monitor? yeah, yeah. And there's this is actually a, a known thing that like that 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 you can okay. get the the monitor to actually send to Duplicate yeah yeah video. like like what it's showing out to the internet. Wow. Okay. Which is frightening. Yeah. We have ASUS monitors. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be possible. Oh, they they can no, never betray us. They're they're solid, yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also not connected to the goddamn internet. Um, but no, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. And then because I thought there's another person like that. This repository has tons of like DefCon demos, and like we watched a couple. Like we, we watched one particular video where they used something to actually manipulate the electromagnetic radiation on an actual chip to to rewrite its memory physically so apparently there's something called this is going to get super technical and it when i first heard of it it went right over my head and i had to do some reading but it's electromagnetic fault injection attacks Mm -hmm. which essentially mess with use electromagnetic uh pulses to interfere with the operation of the circuits on the board mm-hmm. in a way that can be used to gain access, like create security flaws within the software that is running on the board. Yeah, you're actually it is fucking insane. You are uh, you are directly rewriting like memory registers and stuff. Uh, in some cases, maybe. Yeah, they talk about like the power supplies being uh, messed with so that they will flip bits on and off when they shouldn't be. Mm. Um, yeah, just in this very controlled way. And you can see in the video they're using like a 3D printer apparatus almost, like this right. robotic, um, very precise device to guide the electromagnetic waves and place them. They're using it to hack some kind of Cisco router. Yeah. So I wonder if like this repository is going to be like, uh, you know, their version of playing with their car. Like are all these exploits going to be a plot point this year? It could be. I mean, I mean I, the Femtocell stuff was right. foreshadowed before it happened. Right. So, Yeah. I could see that happening. But, man, how you explain that to an audience in a television show without just, like, laying out a lot of exposition? Well, I feel like the Mr. Robot's not afraid to treat that stuff as technobabble because they, I don't think they really explain yeah. the femtocell attack very well. It's just kind of like, you know, when, when Wesley Crusher's talking about flipping the polarity of a tachyon beam... Yeah. No one knows what the fuck that means. It means that yeah. whatever CGI is about to happen and the Enterprise gets saved happens. <laughs> so The difference being that that could never really happen as far as science knows, but this stuff is What I'm is saying real. is, like, it's, it's, I think that an audience, you're right, you yeah. don't have to go and read the white papers on these, uh, these, these, these hacks and cracks to understand what's happening to the plot. Yeah. So, like, it's cool, and I think it's really neat that, like, an Easter egg, this Easter egg that essentially shows the actual attack. And it's mm-hmm. a kind of a way that, like, you know, instead of uh, instead of Darlene taking thirty seconds to explain what she's going to do, it's like people that care can play the game, and 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 it's it's a nice little kind of runaround for them. But yeah, I thought it was neat. It is. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, before we talk about feedback, I was wanting to talk about something else. Um, okay, Mister Robot's ratings. Oh boy. Just got the results of last week, and there's a fatal security flaw. Yeah, in there's the ratings. There's, there's a there's a leak in the 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 audience. Um, mm-hmm. ha, uh, the the audience for the premiere of season three was half of the premiere of season two. Yeah, 
which is like 1.7 million or 1.17 i can't yeah and i like i don't really give a shit as far as audience size for anything other than i know esmail has like a four or five season arc and you know audience size certainly would jeopardize now i don't Mm -hmm. know that this is a particularly expensive show to make um and USA yeah. probably has vested interest in keeping a critically uh, acclaimed show going that has like, you know, and I also think the Mr. Robot audience is probably a lucrative one to be pitching to. Like it's probably, mm-hmm. you know, uh, younger, more disposable income, more technically sophisticated kind of audience to, to cater to. Yeah, but they're anarchists. But they're anarchists, yeah, and they're just yeah, gonna they're, they're just gonna, gonna steal. buy into your cat your capitalized. They're gonna steal all your shit and sell it back to you in Bitcoin. Yeah, they're gonna start their own cryptocurrency, <laughs> turn the U.S. dollar into that. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, I mean, it's just like they might keep it on the air, and or but it might what they might. I could see them doing something like they did with the Wire, which is okay. This is your last season. Mm-hmm. So you might have a five season arc, but you're going to have to like I, I see. I, I can't imagine USA just pulling the plug, but I can see them telling Esmail, "You've got ten more episodes. Wrap it up." Yeah, and boy, if that happens, I bet Esmail wishes he could get a couple episodes back from last season. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if that's part of the problem. Part of the reason that only half the people came back is because. Season two was not what they were expecting. I think I think season two got good at the end. I mean, obviously that's why we came back and did it. But like, there was some tough sledding. Yeah, I did not like season two. Yeah, um, I'm not not saying it was bad. I just did not like it. Right. It wasn't as rewarding and enjoyable as as, as we got in the first season. So, um, I can't imagine that. Like, I feel like the shot that this and then the arm that this show would need is is because I'm not expecting this giant recovery. Is like. People need to hear that, yeah, it's, it, Mr. Robot's good again, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can get, you know... I, what's the availability of Mr. Robot on digital places? Like, I don't uh, think you can just watch it for free. If I was USA, no. I would have this on my app. Like, I would keep Mr. Robot fucking free in mm-hmm. the off season, all two seasons. Yeah. And try to get those numbers back up. Not a bad idea. <laughs> um I hope they do that because I do want to see like it, if, especially if they turn this to more matrixy kind of like Doctor Who shit. Like I think, uh, you know, there there is an appetite for science fiction, and you know, there's an appetite for this kind of like realistic hacking kind of thing. And if you mash and mash them together, it could be big. Yeah. All right. That's all I just want to say that uh, the ratings are in and they're a little bit disappointing. Okay, why don't we get to the feedback? Feedback. Uh, feedback can be sent to robot at baldmove.com. And the first one is from Jonathan D. On the subject of world building, which we've agreed to call Tot Dab. Uh-huh. Uh, I do not think they have spoken of other banks in the past, but surely they do not expect us to believe that Evil Corp is the only banking system in America. I don't believe taking down one Bank of America-sized corporation would cause a global apocalypse. Sure, it'd be pretty scary and mess up a ton of people's lives, but only a percentage of Americans would be dealing with it. And the same in the Times Square scene in season one, you can see a big old Bank of America ad behind Mr. Robot. <laughs> I assume other banks exist. Yeah, this is one of the things that we never quite it never quite lined up. And that's the thing, like so the, that's that's the thing, like the tot dab on this is pretty high, seven mm-hmm. trending to eight, that you have to accept that E Corp is 
Apple and Verizon and Walmart and Amazon and Chase Manhattan and an automotive company all rolled together in a global super like it's it's yeah it's almost like uh like, like this this show is almost like imagining like 50 years in the future with unchecked gilded age and corporate power run amok but then imagine that is actually happened in 2015 yeah and i think that's the thing that trips people up on this it's is an that, alt it's kind of alt history yeah yeah, it's it's very much you know grounded by the setting, right? But then the ideas in it are so fantastical in ways, right? right. And dystopian. Like if this were to happen in the Blade Runner universe, you wouldn't bat an eye, sure, right? It's oh, it's thirty years in this dystopian future, and yep, that's what happens. Yeah, uh, like imagination. Like if like if there was no antitrust laws in the United States, and Ma Bell never broke up, and Microsoft never broke up, yeah. and they all continued to collapse and combine and yeah they missed uh, airbrushing out bank of america but right but that's that you you have to believe that for the fiction of the show to work unfortunately yeah. that the, the that 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 one kind of extraordinary suspension of disbelief is i feel like undercut by all the other top dab stuff i complain about but hmm. what you going to do man it's the premise of the show uh, Daniel W. I rewatched season two before the premiere, and I was wondering what your take is on Elliot being able to see what Mister Robot is doing through lucid dreaming. Does this mean that he knows about Angela and Mister Robot, or do you think they've abandoned this idea with the new season? Hmm. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I think it's pretty clear that they've made it explicit, and maybe now with the dog coming back and and the the, the <laughs> final scene that that's it's reversing but in the beginning of this season Mr. Robot and Elliot were entirely cut off from each other. Yeah. Before Mr. Robot could eavesdrop on Elliot, Elliot figured out a way through this lucid dreaming he could turn the tables mm-hmm. and now it's just it's just busted hardcore. And they lean farther into that in this episode when Mr. Robot says it used to be easier when I could come and go as I please. Yes. So clearly he's frustrated by the fact that he can't get access to Elliot any time. Yeah. He has to have these these triggering events that happen. Right. Um Okay. And Elliot can't be present, right? They can't have conversations. Right, anymore. Yeah. Um, moving on to David M. I was very disappointed in Jim at the beginning of last week's episode. Aaron made an obvious Pulp Fiction reference regarding overpriced milkshakes. Jim didn't get that one. Right. But then uh, 10 minutes later, he drops his own Mr. Wolf reference. Yep. What the fuck, Jim? <laughs> have you seen Pulp Fiction or not? Uh, I've seen half of it. I saw the last half of it. Is what happened there? <laughs> yeah, you're you're like you you bought it in installments off iTunes. It's like did, you know yeah. the different chapters, and you've only you've only seen the 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 wolf. The problem is I'm watching it in chronological order, yeah, so I'm right. all mixed up. You know, yeah, you haven't got to the date with uh, Uma Thurman yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, uh, it's probably you dropped Pulp Fiction in my head with that reference. There you go. I inserted that shit. I, I white rose that shit. Yeah, that's how it works. Would you have thought of Mr. Wolf if I hadn't dropped a milkshake? Probably not. Uh, John G. I liked how you brought up the idea. By the way, you might want to watch after this guy named Lenny. He's got your shit tattooed all over his body, and he's, like, super pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'll how keep you, an eye out. Uh, John G. I liked how you brought up the idea alluded to in the episode that capitalism has this mechanism to co-opt movements and revolutionary actions commodify them and sell them back to you as they do with any other commercial campaign associating products with lifestyle 
such and such drink is the drink of the rebel and such and such is the drink of the elite <laughs> nirvana this is the health conscious brand this is the brand of the people who want all the bad stuff because all the bad stuff makes them free however you didn't bring up that this is also exactly what mr robot is mr robot is control shift it's a package of internet cool sold back to us and now it seems to be yeah. suggesting that the whole idea of revolution was a mistake i thought i mentioned that we're not ready. We need to tolerate the evil core because the world is chaos without them. I didn't go that deep on it. it I, is, I thought I mentioned it in passing. It is jarring on a show that has completely lifted the idea of anonymous. Yeah. To also articulate the commercialization of an idea of a revolution. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 is it subversive? It, I almost felt like it was tongue-in-cheek, hey, guys, we know that this is kind of what we're doing here. Yeah, but it's kind of like one of those things where, like, you know, Dilbert was hailed early in the 90s, way before Scott Adams lost his goddamn mind, but, like, as a way for these, like, like to, to show frustration with the way business works mm -hmm. by, like, you know, like the common cubicle dweller. And by the end, what I was paying attention, like, it kind of people realize that, like, at a certain point, you're doing more normalization of these practices. You're not you're you're you're, you're helping people to laugh at their situation rather than to think critically about it. Hmm. And I think Mr. Robot can fall afoul of that, too, because, number one, the, the, the critiques on capitalism and stuff are not particularly deep and well thought out and the implications mm -hmm. of the world are not really, you know, taught dab and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that like Sam Esmail, he's got several tightrope balances he's going to relate the audience's relation to reality, which, as you've uh, you know observed, that as that gets tenuous, you stop caring about shit. Yeah. The fact that the protagonist is a prickly guy who is very hard to relate to. And also that the big ideas they're throwing around, you know, can be used to dismiss the project entirely. Right. If you buy into what they're selling, why would you watch this show? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, Dan Harmon had a podcast like four or five weeks ago where he spent a lot of time telling the audience how terrible and stupid they were. Yeah. Like if you do that long enough, the audience is like, fuck you, man. I don't even think this is a joke anymore. Right. And we we did it earlier in the podcast with, you know, you can listen to all the speculation or you can just watch the next episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Essentially, we've at, at some proclaimed point, ourselves you, useless. Yeah. You know? At some point, you've you've written yourself out of reality. Yeah. Uh, through electromagnetic injection, no doubt. Uh, Al-Qaeda from Georgia. Uh, this week, we learned that not even White Rose is infallible, as there is no reason to blow up the data facility if they win the vote other than a fuck with price. Yep. But I prefer my villains to have some human errors. I'm okay with it. Yeah, totally I agree, agree Alcade. I also think the fatal flaw in Mr. Robot's Im intimidation tactics is he's scary, but any halfway decent fighter with some muscle would tear Elliot's skinny ass apart. I guess that's why he prefers psychological intimidation to physical confrontation. This is something I, that that's right on. Like he's really good at intimidating Darlene and Angela and Krista, but like, what if he tries to roll tough on government issue face man? Oh yeah, that's not going well. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he could handle Bobby Cannavale. Probably not. So, I wonder... I, I, I don't know. Where, am I go where, where are we going with this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like that's the, the thing, like, Mr... Like, your Mr. observation is correct. <laughs> Mr. But, but I think that Mr. Robot wouldn't try to have a physical confrontation government-issued face man. He'd try to find mm. out that he's only doing all these shitty jobs because his mother is dying of cancer and he's trying to support her and he would threaten to hack her chemo machine or some shit like that yeah we saw him get 
physically well not mr robot but we saw elliot get physically overpowered last season oh several he's gotten his ass beat a bunch right and we've also seen how he tries to like you know he like like that the the con the the con and like craig ferguson he always tries to like next level mind fuck them or get the law sicked on them or something like that rather than yeah so i don't know it'd be interesting if there's a character that's physically intimidating and his equal in the the hacking world Hmm. yeah but it does seem like he's just like twice as good as the next best hacker Mm -hmm. on this show it's literally his superpower uh, and that's all the feedback we have for this week. Okay. You can send more feedback to robot at baldmove.com, uh, or you can be on our forums, forums.baldmove.com. We have weekly threads about the show, uh, or you can follow us on social media and at baldmove.com to check out all the stuff we do. Uh, we will look forward to next week, see what kind of alternative reality games, see what kind of dog shitting will happen, <laughs> see how high on the tot dab scale we can go. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.